this episode of My Cat's Tale, two Maine Coons, Buddy and Gizmo. Partners in crime from day one, flying around just causing all sorts of chaos. Sometimes they just do certain things and that reminds you that this is a big cat. I sometimes compare Gizmo to like the raptors from Jurassic Park, you know the ones that can open the doors? Gizmo's like that. Joining me now on My Cat's Tail, and we're going to have to make sure that we don't slip into thick Scots, because that tends what happens when you have two of us uh, sitting there together. James Stewart joins me. Hello, James. Hi, Ewan. How are you doing? We are going to have to watch that accent, though. We're going to have to be very careful, aren't we? Yeah, because it's, it's not your accent that's a problem. It's not mine that's a problem. It's when two Scots kind of merge and just talking nods and eyes and... Exactly, exactly, and it just descends into 200 miles an hour of fast-moving vowels. Right then, okay, so uh, we're not here to talk about the language uh, of Scotland compared to the language of England and British. If you are, there's a lovely podcast for that, um, and it's called The Illusionist um, by Helen Zaltzman. So you can go search for that. We're here to talk about cats. We're here to talk about two cats. We're here to talk about Buddy and Gizmo. Yes, we are. Buddy and Gizmo. I mean, it sounds like a really bad Glasgow music hall act from like 1980. I mean, it's um, I, my wife will be delighted to hear that because she chose the names. Uh, I was vetoed on that. If, the, if it was down to me, they'd have been called Thor and Loki. Um, but yeah, that's probably quite a good description of the two of them because I think that's what you'd get if you put them on stage. Do you mean they're like Thor and Loki or do you mean more like Victor and Barry? More like Victor and Barry. I think they'd be flying around on stage just causing all sorts of chaos um yeah very much like that and i take it that's what they're like at home then they're just this sort of double act ball of energy oh yeah absolutely partners in crime from day one um they are brothers from the same litter and they have been inseparable since birth um the lady we got them from was really happy that we were taking the two of them together because they are just so much fun together tell me about them so they are just about to turn seven years old and they are two boy ginger Maine Coons and they are exactly as the description of Maine Coon goes around because everybody you know, probably knows the Maine Coon breed. They know about some of the things about them, the characteristics. Obviously, the size of them is one thing um, and I can confirm that they are actually massive cats. It's not just Photoshop trickery, which I used to think it was, um, but they have so much personality they are so talkative they chirrup and meow all around the house they it's like they're talking to us they are and they're, they're really switched on really smart cats um i sometimes compare gizmo to like the raptors from jurassic park you know the ones that can open the doors gizmo's like that he's got that look in his eye he knows what you're thinking um and he's like two steps ahead of you every time buddy's a bit more mellow a bit more laid back um but gives as good as he gets so they're, they're a real fun pair so, so Gizmo is the rapture. Can he open doors? He can open doors. He's tall enough and smart enough to open doors. He can put his paw on it and pull the handle down. That sounds dangerous. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. And Buddy, bless him, you know, because he's a little bit more mellowed and laid back, he kind of sits there and th- this is maybe where his smartness comes in and he lets Gizmo do all the hard work for him. So if there's a door to be opened and Buddy can't get through it, he usually just gets Gizmo to do it for him. 
They're both big guys, they are. They probably weigh, haven't weighed them for a while, but they weigh roughly between 18 and 20 pounds, which is in a good healthy weight range for Maine Coons. Um, they're both, I think Maine Coons are, I think they're amongst the largest domestic breeds in the world. And I think that the longest one measured was well over four feet. Gizmo's probably somewhere between three and a half and four feet from nose to tail. Um, and when he stands up, he's just like a proper cat Godzilla. Have you had, did you have cats before them? We did have two cats before. We had two rescue cats that we had. So when my wife and I bought our first flat within a few weeks, um, she came from a house with a cat and decided that she really wanted to get cats, um, despite the fact that at the time I was quite badly allergic to them. So managed to um, blitz through that by having two cats in the house. Um, so they were Bonnie and Clyde. They were, again, a brother and sister pair that we got from the Cat Protection League. Um and they were with us for, Bonnie was with us for 13 and a half years and Clyde was with us to the ripe old age of 18. So he passed away in 2015 and we had a few months in a house without a cat and it was just, it was really quiet. It was really strange. You'd come home from work and you were just, it felt like there was something missing. And, you know, although we had no plans to look at new cats and, and the short term, it became obvious pretty quickly that, you know, we needed that, you know, the, the spark that cats could bring back into the house, that life um, that having, you know, animals in the house can bring. So we started looking at what we could what we could do and Maine Coons had just popped up as something that I'd seen online. And obviously, as I said before, you know, everybody's seen the pictures of them online, people holding up these massive cats that look like absolute giants. And as I started reading up more and more about the breed, I just thought, these could be the cats for us. These sound like a lot of fun. Um and I spoke to my wife and just told her a bit about them and she was like, oh, they sound really interesting. So did a bit more research and one day in December 2015, I was on a, a night out with some friends, boys' Christmas night out, and came home at five o'clock in the morning and <laughs> fell asleep on the couch. Bryony didn't know I was home. When she came downstairs, she told me that she'd um, sourced and acquired two Maine Coon cats. I mean, it could have been worse. They could have been oh, yeah. there waiting for you at five o'clock in the morning and there just would have been these two Scottish tigers waiting for you. But, well, this is it, exactly. And they're, they're that size that, you know, you don't want surprise attacks from two cats sitting on your chest because you would wonder what was going on. So uh, Bonnie and Clyde, what breed were they? Were they just domesticated size cats? Just, yeah, just normal, regular cats. So general, just um, domestic short hairs um, that we'd picked up. So Bonnie was a kind of chocolate torty. Um, and Clyde was just your kind of traditional white with the tabby markings on it. So they were a great pair of cats. You know, we're really lucky with them, just as we've been really lucky with Buddy and Gizmo, just real personalities, real fun animals. Um, they're just great to have around. Talk about the size difference, because that's something I've not... I've not spent a huge amount of time around cats. My wife brought me into cats. Yep. Much like it. Uh, it sounds like we're partners in crime there, James. A little bit of allergies. Cat comes in. You don't have a choice. Um, that's it. That's not fair. Uh, when we went round, <laughs> when we went round the Lothian rescue cat home, it was just like, does this cat make you allergic? Yes. Does this cat make you allergic? No. Does this cat? Oh no, no, that one didn't. Great. Okay, okay. Do we like that yeah. one? There's a longer story. We may tell that at Christmas. But I've never lived with a Maine Coon. I've never really been around a big cat. You've yeah. got the contrast now because presumably you were still in the same house yes. when Buddy and Gizmo came along. That's right, that's right. And it's it's really strange because when you're out in the street and you see a cat wandering by, I'm like, oh, look at that lovely kitten. And you're like, oh, actually, that's a full-grown cat. It totally skews your perspective because Buddy and Gizmo are so big and they're there all the time. 
and we've spent so much time at home with them because we've been working from home through the pandemic. So, you know, we've been lucky in that way that we can spend a lot more time with them than we would have done being in the office. But you just get so used to them so quickly and they do certain things that make you realise these cats are giants. Like I say, gizmo opening doors. Um, we've got a front bay window that looks out onto the onto the street that we live in. And if Gizmo stands up on his back paws, he's basically almost as tall as the window. And I just think to myself, what are people going to think when they walk past the house when they see this giant cat just staring out at them? They'll be phoning like the police or something, saying there's there's a lion stalking me from a window. Do they still jump up like domesticated cats? Do you need to have specially strengthened shelves because you know they're going high and it's... Yeah, yeah. They've got their own cat tree, which is specifically built for Maine Coons. Um, it's huge, just like them, has to be. Um, but yeah, they do They do all the regular stuff as well. So they will jump up on things, forgetting that they are almost four feet long and weigh 20 pounds. And you'll see them cannoning off things, cannoning into things. When Gizmo was a kitten, he jumped up on the curtains, like all good cats are prone to do. But when Gizmo was a kitten, he was basically the size of a full-grown cat. So you can imagine the strain that put on the curtains. And that's it, no more curtains. He's never done it again. <laughs> His face was a picture. He just kind of turned round and looked at us as if to say, help, I've badly misjudged this situation. Please let me down. What about kitten size? What is kittens? Are they still like normal kitten size and just have a huge growth spurt? Or? No, they're they're big as kittens. So they're, they're, I think they're just big from the moment they're born. So we, we viewed them. I think the boys were born in November 2015. And we viewed them in January, just after the, the Christmas purchasing experience. So we went down, had a road trip to go and meet them. And yeah, they were huge then. And they were only like three months old at that point. But they were really big cats. And Gizmo was the ringleader. They came from a litter of five. There was three brothers, all gingers, um, and two sisters. And Gizmo was the absolute ringleader. He was the leader of the pack. And Buddy was just always at his side as well. So whenever there was anything going on, Gizmo was leading the way with Buddy not far behind him. And that's been the case for the last six and a half years with us as well. Take me to a month after. You've had them for you've had them for a <laughs> yep. little while. Mm -hmm. The I, I presume that the research of Maine Coon is sort of like burned away, and now it's like okay, this is who we're living with. What was it like? Yeah, once absolutely. You had everything sort of settled in the house. Yeah, at that point, Bryony was questioning my judgment on everything um, because she was like, "What are these two cats that you have brought into our house?" Um, you know, we we read up on the breed, but because they are so full of mischief. You know, they're talked they're talked about as the the clowns of the cat world. Um and they really are. You know, they're always up to something, they're always up to mischief. And they were just typical kittens, so they were doing all sorts of things. And I think when you've been a cat owner for a long time, as we had been with Bonnie and Clyde, you forget what having a kitten is like. And so for the first month we were like, What have we done? <laughs> like our, they were ripping up carpets, they were as Gizmo climbed the curtains. Buddy jumped down a full flight of stairs on the second day of being home. Um because where they came from, they were in a farmhouse, so it was all on ground floor level. And Buddy just decided that, well, I don't need to actually go down these stairs one by one. I will just go down them all at once. And he was absolutely fine. But the thud that he made, we were just like, oh. This is not going to look good. So I knew we'd get a Jurassic Park thing. thud in there somewhere in the story. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Water ring just going. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's it. So what? They're kittens at that point, but they must have been comparable size to Bonnie and Clyde. 
Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I think by about a couple of months in, they would probably have been bigger than Bonnie. Clyde was a big cat himself, um, but easily within, by the first year, they'd surpass that. But <clears throat> Maine Coons actually grow for the first four years of their life. So it's a kind of slow growth spell, but so sometimes you don't notice it so much. But as I said, sometimes they just do certain things and that reminds you that this is a big cat. How have they changed your life? They have... They've really filled it with a lot of fun and a lot of laughter. Um, because they are such characters and because they are so talkative, you, there's never a dull moment with them around. They're always, you can hear them no matter where you are in the house. If you're upstairs and they're downstairs, you can always hear them meowing, whether it's at birds at the window or at each other. Um, there's always noise, there's always activity and there's always something happening with them. Um, and the other way that it's changed our lives is that I started a Twitter account for them and it absolutely took off. Um, at the moment, they're sitting with just under 25,000 followers, which is just amazing. Um, I think, you know, cat Twitter is a, is a really warm and welcoming place. And a lot of people who maybe don't have animals or can't have animals, you know, hook on to that because they do love animals themselves and they get to see, you know, what's going on with other people's lives and other people's animals. So having that has been a real experience as well. You know, the, the absolute, the growth of the Twitter feed for the boys has just been something spectacular and it's it's been a real fun journey. What I find interesting about the boys on Twitter is the, you're kind of, you're like me, you're using the sort of third person voices, like these are what the cats are doing. It's not Absolutely. Buddy and Gizmo who are on Twitter, it's the household that's on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's, that's the way I kind of like to do it. It's almost like, I am the voice of Buddy or the scribe of Buddy and Gizmo. I'm just I'm just translating their thoughts. I think if Buddy and Gizmo could speak, their Twitter feed is what we what you would get. Um, it's what I try to incorporate is that sense of fun and that sense of mischief that comes from the boys. You know, you have various things where they've got pictures where they're doing something silly, so you try and give it a real fun caption. I think you know the favourite one that I've got is the pin tweet is um, Buddy in the sink in the bathroom with Gizmo looking down on him and I've kind of made that as if they're talking to each other as if Buddy's fixing an engine in a car and it's just in Gizmo's disbelief that this is going on and I think that's the point where it really started to kind of lift off from there and I've, I've tried to maintain that sense of humour that sense of fun you get a lot of kind of responses to the tweets from people saying thank you so much for posting that that really made my day I had one from somebody who I think they were an NHS worker and they, they reached out to say you know I had a really terrible day today but I came on and I looked at Buddy and Gizmo's Twitter post and it just made me smile and to hear that is it's fantastic You talked about them there as a double act and there have been yes. countless wonderful double acts in Scottish history who are they the, <laughs> who are they the closest to? Oh, the closest to as a Scottish double act? That's a very good question. I'm not sure. There's definitely a bit of the Jack and Victor about them. This is from Still Game, yeah. From Still Game. I think they carry that kind of mischievous spark and mischievous spirit about. There's, there's always some sort of scheme going on with them. Um, and again, that's just what you try and capture within the Twitter post. So they're, they're both really, they love having their photographs taken. They, they love posing. Um, and it's just about finding the right words to go with that and it's just about keeping that humour up and just thinking, right, what's going to make people laugh here um, from Buddy and Gizmo, from the style that's been developed for them. Do they have a crew around the corner and in the streets? Is there an Isa that likes chasing them? 
<laughs> they've got um, there's a few cats that kind of come into the garden um, and you, sometimes you see the look in their faces as if, if Buddy and Giz will come to the window they're like cat cat oh, cat cat lion 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 yeah, that's it exactly have we jumped over the fence and landed in a zoo what is happening here why are, why are there two lions staring back at us from the window Um so yeah, they've got, there's a few cats that come around. We also have a cat sitter that we that we've got that we get for them if we're going on holiday. And funnily enough, her name is Anne Lyon. So <laughs> you couldn't make it up. It's um, it's really funny. Um, so Anne thinks the world of them and adores them. And everybody who meets them does. They're they're very sociable animals. They love kids. You know, we've got a a, a wave of nieces and nephews who've you know all kind of grown up with them through their teenage years or into their teenage years and the boys are just fantastic with them and we've got friends that have had little babies and they bring them round and they just pad around them quite happily they're they're very friendly people cats even what have they taught you they've taught me to just relax and live in the moment with them and just enjoy them um and and just have fun and just have that kind of that sense of you know, sense of humour and just wanting to make the world smile. Um, you know, I've always kind of enjoyed writing um, as, as part of my kind of, at school I loved doing, you know, writing fiction and stuff like that and I actually um, did journalism for a while. I um, That was my kind of thing that I wanted to do from school and I went off and studied that, worked in the Herald and Evening Times as a junior for a while to, you know, make my way through that. Um, so I've always had that writing bug and Twitter's a good outlet for that because sometimes creative types can get a bit frustrated when they're not doing things like that. So Twitter's a really good outlet for me to actually, you know, express a bit of fun in the world. To realise that your cats are more popular than you when you're writing. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My Twitter, I've got 730 odd followers on Twitter compared to just about 25,000 for Buddy and Gizmo. Yeah, you're just like, I mean, when they passed me, I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, they're so far beyond me now. It's just, um, it's just one of those things. But like I said, you know, cat Twitter and and animals on Twitter are are really popular. and, And I think Buddy and Gizmo tap into that. And I think, the way that I try to run it and and put the tweets out there is is hopefully the the popularity is a reflection of the fun that we bring. What do you think they make of it all? Oh, totally nonplussed by it. Yeah, but yeah. If you told them they were, there's there's a few people have said, oh, Buddy and Gizmo are like Twitter celebrities or they're Twitter famous, and it just it makes me laugh at the the fact that your cats are celebrities and they are actually known to people I'm always kind of wondering sometimes if I'm out and about in the street or somewhere else and I happen to mention their name would somebody turn their head and go Buddy and Gizmo you know Buddy and Gizmo <laughs> that's just the kind of the, the fame that I sometimes you think they might attract but I think the boys would be completely on plus by if you explained it all to them I think they'd understand it for starters and they'd just be like yeah that's very good well done you know thanks for thanks for being our voice um, it could be a bit funnier um, you could probably post a bit more, but, you know, we'll take it. So they've got a very Scottish attitude to fame then? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's that's the best way to bring it to them. We've got a keen sense of humour in this country and I like to kind of bring that to the to the world. When the lights go down and you're just sitting there quietly and calmly, what are they like late at night? They're pretty much the same. They're, they're quite chilled when it comes to that sort of stuff. So when the lights go down, they, they like to just kind of relax. They find their spots. They've got various beds, you know, they, like, like most cats, they've taken over most of the house. You'll find one in a pod in a cat tree. Um, 
And although today my wife did not find the cat in a pod because she didn't realise he was there and she touched the pod and a gizmo's head popped up like a submarine, like a periscope and Bryony didn't realise he was there and jumped back and screamed as she's wont to do. So they, they'll just find a, find a spot. They're not typical lap cats and I think that's part of the breed characteristics as well but we're working hard to train them on that and make them lap cats. Gizmo prefers sitting on his mum more than me he'll kind of sit next to me but he'll sit on his mum um, which is she's kind of regretting training him to do that because he's so heavy <laughs> two or three hours of that if we're sitting watching a film or something on TV you can imagine the pins and needles that are coming from a £20 cat being sat on your legs for a couple of hours so sometimes she regrets it and Buddy will come up and he'll sit next to you he'll have a mooch around um and they'll just go off in their own way. They like to be around you. I think that's one of the main things about them when it comes to that time of night. They like to be around you and near you, but they might not necessarily want to sit on you like a traditional lap cat. That's what you want, the independence of the cats, comfortable in the knowledge of who they are and who's around them. Well, that's it. You, you know where they are and they'll, they'll certainly let you know if they're, they're up to something. They'll make a squeak or something will thud through in the kitchen. You know, there'll be a box brought down that's been sitting waiting to go into the recycling because they've decided it's for them. So, you know, there'll be some sort of noise that happens at some point just to remind you that, yeah, we've got two lions wandering the house. And that there, the Scottish lions running rampant around the house, I think that's flagged up the end of the show. Thanks for telling us the story about Gizmo. It's great to have you on the show. Good stuff. Thank you, Ian. You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstalepod.com and support us on Patreon. Buddy and Gizmo there, as told by James to myself, you and Spent here on My Cat's Tale. A new feline friend every week. And I know many of you out there are listening and enjoying the tales. And some of you might be wondering how you can take part as well. Well, it's dead easy. There's a contact button back on our website, mycatstailpod.com. Drop your details in there. Tell me a little bit about your cat. And we'll be in touch shortly. We'll be back next week with another episode and another tale. Ta-ra for now.